well can he he can yes, he's he gonna can. show you the day this is the big finish at lincoln lodge we're about to get it on the show so come on everybody and get the show on the road let's get it on the road <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 and welcome back to The Big Finish. I'm Becca Kenny. And I'm Jamie Schreiner, and we're here at the one and only Lincoln, Lincoln Lodge. Lodge. Wow, what a magical place. So magical. I you actually, should... Lincoln Lodge is like a magical place, low-key. I feel like like this is where art comes to, to be fostered and grown, especially when it's comedic art. Because yeah. Because the main thing at the Lincoln Lodge is it's got to be funny, baby. Honey. We're funny. not it's here. It's gotta be funny. It's gotta be funny. It's not. Uh, it's not anything. It, there, there's not any show here that's going up that isn't in some way funny. Yeah. It's a comedy that's club. A, a comedy club. As but for say. the people, by the people. Yeah. All the about people, the, people. the people. Like Chicago Readers' best stand-up, which is. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is gonna indicator. air. I feel like this is gonna air after the dust has settled, which this is, is why gonna it's air. even more funny. This is gonna air. Yeah. This is gonna air. Th- seven months from now when none of this is remembered or relevant but i am currently um in the running for chicago readers best stand-up of 2022 it is already 2023 but we're we're voting on the past i have i i would like to talk about some of i have created i think you should a load of controversy over my campaign embroiled embroiled in controversy yes um i'm kind of i've kind of become the george santos of (laughs) chicago comedy um because when I okay so here's the thing about Chicago readers like this local publication that they do yes. a list of like best of of like everything I mean the, they have a best of of everything it's kind of Arts insane and culture, like things you don't fucking public know restrooms. about and um they have a best stand up and also a best non stand up comedian which yeah. um and um, every year, like, s- some random comedians kind of go for it and stuff. And um, I decided this year, I'm like, I'm going to go for it. This is your year. It ultimately does not matter who wins. And there's a good chance I won't win and I'm okay with that. But if, but if but what if you win? You know what I mean? Like, I think I'm, I'm proud of you for putting yourself out there. I'm proud of you for getting on the ballot. I think that this controversy that you're embroiled in is just it's hard as your friend it's hard to watch you in the midst of it because i know you would never intentionally be hurtful like that's just not your energy i feel like you would much you're much more likely to detach and and walk away than be confrontational or be mean yeah. that's no, yeah. you're not a meanie you're a soft sweetie <laughs> and, but your comedy can be edgy my well that's what i was talking about is like <laughs> it's hard because who i am like as a person in my day-to-day life and like how i interact like with people like in relationships it mm-hmm. is like i'm trying to be kind constantly i want people to like me i always want people to have a good time i don't like want to hurt people but my comedy is like I'm attracted to like controversy and like riding the line a little bit and kind of like, you know, playing in those things. And I think that a lot of comedians are like interested in doing that. And yeah. um, it's hard too because like in social media, like, and we're going to see Madonna. We are going to see Madonna. And, and, and I was two think- days before my birthday or a day before my birthday, depending which one we go to. But God bless America. Um, and um, I. It, it, Really, it's. It, it, I think about how she uses controversy, and two, you're wearing a little Nas X shirt, and it's like the internet like rewards like controversy and like things that like create reactions. And um, I created a post when I got announced for Chicago Reader where I like said, "Wow, since I've been nominated for Chicago Reader, I've had to up my security because all of the other comedians have sent me these awful texts, and I made fake texts from all the other." Com- competitors yes. or all the other people nominated for Chicago Reader, like <laughs> basically like texts that made them look bad, like like where they were calling me a faggot, or <laughs> and I I tried to make it like as like absurd as possible as to and like it would make obviously it, be that you wrote the text, right? And then nobody it was, would like, actually say any a of joke, and that it like yeah. was not actually coming from these people, but. <laughs> some Feelings people did hurt. think that the people yeah. had sent those texts to me, which is. And some people were mad because they were like, hey, like, this is not cool. I, like, mm-hmm. 
like one person in particular i like i had i gave them the harshest text which is because i wrote theirs first and so that i got all, all, all of my ideas came out on that one and then after the other ones i was like oh, i gotta come up with something different yeah, and yeah. um and they were like they're like hey i don't like that like you put this language on my name mm-hmm. and like i could get fired for this and like and i do feel one thing i yeah. wish i would have done in hindsight is like if you're gonna do a joke where you like pretend to like send texts like get texts from people or something like i should have included them yes in the writing process or even just like be like hey this is what i'm attaching to your name is this okay with you because i will say it's like i mean we we had talked about like i've i've been on podcasts where like they'll post something that i said with my own mouth out of context i'm like hey could you maybe could you maybe take that clip down because it's like you you completely like took the nuance out of the situation whereas it's like in this instance i think that like you had said the thing it was it was like you thought it would be so clear that you were talking and not them that it yeah that you didn't even you were just excited to post it because you're like oh i find this really funny right. whereas like when people's names are attached to it it's their brand it's their whole so th- yeah there's and gonna I could, be i could see how that could be potentially dangerous misinformation and yeah. you know, that's like that's not cool. And then another comedian, I like did a fake text and they sent me and it ended up like referencing something that was a rumor that was spread about them, which I won't go into depth, <laughs> but like, which I had no idea about. And they yes. were, you know, super mad at me. And I think we both squashed the beef and it's, I don't have a problem with any of the comedians. I'm not, in fact, I think you were just trying to make a funny post. I thought they, I thought that they would all kind of think it was funny, Yeah, <laughs> which was, which was yeah. a little misguided maybe. Yeah. And I think, I think honestly, like. The, the the big thing that like you had expressed to me that you took away from this was just that um, at the end of the day, like were you in their shoes, you probably would have been upset as well. And I think yes. that that's I think that that's a thing in the heart of all of us as comedians. We're very much the energy of like oh, nobody can take a joke anywhere. But then as soon as we're the butt of the joke, if it's putting us in a bad light or messing with our image or or just like yeah, just having us represent something that we don't feel that we represent right. we become very very sensitive and upset and it's like it's and that's not specific to the people in this instance it's like i've done that you've done that right. becca christy like everybody who is a comedian has probably had an experience similar where like something's crossed the line for them but then also as a comedian been like why does this cross the line right. i'm just trying right. to be funny so it's like Every yeah. I, I, it's 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 an impossible situation, and that, I think that so many like there's like a cer- certain generation of like comedians who are like older club comics who like are used to like saying like super inflammatory things and getting away with it. But and like I would say that one of the comedians that w- was mad at me over like the the thing, I think more comes from that approach to comedy of being like if it's funny you can say whatever. But, you know, I think mm-hmm. in this, I think, but I think that we're all like that of like, yeah. of like, I'm like, it's a joke. How do people not get it's a joke? But then when you're like yeah. in that situation, you get offended and you yeah. get sensitive. And that's like why I would never, I'm terrified to do a roast show where I do the character assassination. Because you're a character. Where you play a character and you roast each other as the characters. Like, but like, I would be terrified to do a roast battle. Oh, I, I mean. Have the, you ever done a roast battle? The only roast I've ever done is when I first was starting out, I did the roast of Jamie Shriner for my birthday at Shady Babies. And I remember the next morning, I cried for two hours, not because of what people said about me, but because I was so mean to my friends. Because, like, oh. everybody, cause because of how I am, and, like, I'm so sweet, and so, you know, like, that's, that's what I put out, and right. I do that intentionally. I want people to feel good. I want people to feel welcome around me. Right. Everyone who I invited onto this roast was like, oh, we're going to go easy on Jamie. Yes, and then you and were like... I did not go easy <laughs> on anyone. I came for everyone's necks. I got... Did people Honestly, get, probably a little too personal on some of them. Um, did people talk to you about it? Did people? Did anybody? Nobody. Get hurt? Nobody ever came to me and was like, "Hey, that hurt my feelings." But like, I could see on faces mm-hmm. as I was saying mm-hmm. the things, and that made me feel bad because it's like there's nothing. There's nothing worse for me than somebody being upset with me and not just telling me they're upset with me when it's like I can tell they're upset. Right. And I'm like, "Hey, are you upset? Can we talk about this?" And they're like, "No, it's cool." And I'm like. But it's not like yeah. I can tell I hurt, and so that's when I was like, I'm never gonna do roast again. And I like, I mean, the roast battle people haven't invited me because I was attached to Lay Piss last year. So I think Lay Piss, Lay Piss was um, an iconic evening of roast battle where Luke Ipsom invited a bunch of alt comedians to do 
numbers from the musical Les Mis, <laughs> but made it about pissing your pants and didn't alert Rose Battle at all. <laughs> it, it was like 18 minutes and made the show wrong long, and everyone was really upset. But honestly, okay, I my favorite thing is when alt comics will jump on like a real traditional yeah, like just, like comedy show and just fuck everything up and everyone's pissed. That like kind of like dear, I don't know, Meg Stalter did that on CYSK before she yes. was famous and I think a bunch of people were really were, upset, were really upset I which love that she story. killed and you can see that clip online still like Meg at CYSK and she it, it's a hilarious clip because she and, does it doesn't she just like bring up a bunch of women on stage yeah. who are like female comedians who haven't done CYSK or like yeah. somebody explained it to me I've not watched it but when I hear stuff like that like that's that's the thing, the, the stuff of legends and yeah I feel like Le Piss will go down in Chicago comedy legend but yeah he was Everyone was really mad. Everybody was like giving him a hard time. And I'm somebody who's like, people could talk shit about me till the cows come home and I won't care. Mm -hmm. But if you come for my friends, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Was, I will that cut was, you in was, the streets. Was, okay, maybe, and I hope I'm not confusing my Lukes. It's Is, okay. It, was he the one who was dressed up as the piggy? Yes. Okay. So yeah, he okay, was the Luke. piggy. Okay. And then the next round he did lay piss and he had me play Fontaine and I sang I Dreamed a Dream and I will say on the video, one of my favorite moments of the video because I, we we all love ourselves and we love fun moments. Claire uh, Sunby says really loudly into the microphone as I'm entering, I'm doing like the slow entrance of the aisle. She said, how the fuck did you book Jamie Schreiner for this? And that felt, <laughs> that made me feel very special. But yeah, so as soon as Luke was like, we're doing a musical, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm there. In. I'm, I'm in. in. That is so funny. Like, you know, I thought, I was, yes. I was like, what if I represented character assassination for like the roast battle and like did it as a different character each time? Oh, but, so and cool. it's literally because I'm such a big pussy that I'm like, yeah, I know I that I could pussy, not so. handle, I could not handle I really getting can't. roasted i the thing is i love writing roast jokes yeah um i love that because it's it's like it's like just it's just a fun joke writing exercise really but I like agree. yeah the the it's hard because you're gonna hurt people's feelings and things are gonna get complicated and but that's like also like what's hard about comedy is it's like mm -hmm. doing things like when you're like posting, like I'm trying to like now get in the habit of like posting regularly on social media and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I said so some bitchy things in those like pretend texts I sent from other people. And um, I love those people <laughs> and I didn't want to hurt their feelings. You but were just it trying was to be funny. You, yeah. And, and that's the thing is like, I think you, we, we had talked earlier, it was like you were not thoughtful, but you were trying to be funny. Mm -hmm. And. A lot of people who saw that would agree that you succeeded at being funny. It was just like, unfortunately, it's one of those things where it's like cost versus reward. Right. I think I think that that's a huge part of like why I'm somebody who like I never really en enjoyed doing roasts after mm -hmm. my experience doing one is like I feel like the reward in that instance isn't worth the cost of hurting right. somebody I right. love's feelings. I would much rather just like, I mean... I feel like the, like I, I I like writing roast jokes as like a joke writing practice, but then I always try to like recontextualize those to fit within my set to be about like a broader topic or something mm -hmm. rather than about like one specific person. But um, yeah, I mean, and the other thing is too like from my head like looking back on it and like reading it from a different perspective like the text I sent out from one person where I I, I had them saying like a lot of homophobic slurs about me <laughs> like to me that's not like something that would obviously be offensive because I can flippantly use homophobic things, slurs yeah. and like make jokes about that and like to me that's but like I could see how coming from somebody else and like maybe making it look like it came from somebody else could be like harmful to them and they, and oh the, yeah and we literally we literally live in a culture where it, like if the wrong person saw that and didn't realize that it was just a joke like somebody could lose their job over that right. so it is very like serious it is like a very serious thing i think it's just like it's crazy that it's become so serious when it's like you that wasn't how you meant it right like and you were just playing around i think the but, vast majority yeah. of people knew it was a joke too but it's like you, you that's the thing too of like i feel like in these conversations of like what's right in comedy and what's wrong like somebody's uh -huh. like well is it funny and it's like that's also not always the crux of it because something yeah. can be funny and wrong. Like yeah. I, I've seen jokes that were offensive to me and also funny to me, yeah, which is yeah, like yeah. Uh, you know like a hard line because it's like because you can be funny and in the wrong and you can be yes. 
not funny and in the right. And I think sometimes those things can be confusing because you'll see somebody who like is making a joke and you're like, I agree with your premise and stuff, but this isn't funny to me. Yeah. And I feel like those are the ones where like, not always, but sometimes where people are just like, yeah, woohoo. It's like the the woohoo, yeah, cheering jokes. And that's why like I always... If I do a show and somebody woos or cheers at my joke instead of laughing, I'm like, oh my god! Everyone gets Just annoyed laugh. by that because people don't. People don't. You don't want people to be like, yeah, like I like believe yeah, in queen. what you're saying. Like I agree with you. You want people to be like, ah. yeah. You, know, you want people to like be laugh. You don't want people to just. Just like it's not, it's not like a like yeah. a a public speak. I mean, sometimes it is, and those yeah. elements. Um, and I feel like it's also it's like it's the kind of thing where it's like. I personally like. I think that. I don't think my stuff is super edgy. What do you think the most? Sorry. Oh no, you're good. No, let's go on what you're saying. What do you think the most controversial joke? What what joke have you gotten most in trouble for? Do you have an example that's like clear in your head? I think, um, probably like one that I don't do a ton, is just like I do a joke about Tom being a gun owner and mm-hmm. having too many guns and like just the word gun right now like probably anybody listening at home heard heard g-u-n and their butthole clench it's right. just it's a very topical thing right now that people don't want to think about or hear about but basically like i frame the joke by saying like i live with an addict i live with a man uh, my partner is addicted to crystal meth and then i let the audience get really really upset and i say just kidding but he is addicted to collecting historical firearms which <laughs> is objectively worse and then yeah and I go on to say, like, you know, I, I understand, like, everybody needs a hobby, everybody needs an outlet, but, like, when you're collecting these large, bulky, you know, rifles for every year your dad ignored you, just <laughs> just go to therapy. <laughs> that just is funny. Just go to therapy. And I think it's really funny, but it's, like, I, that one also, I think, my one that gets me in trouble sometimes that I can't always Can I also do really quickly is, say, though, that... You have some too oh you know yeah i know that you have some you know i (laughs) i have some jokes that actually don't piss people off a lot of the time i think that i i try to be as tactful as possible and the other thing i'll say about like my post is i think if i'd done a joke on stage where i wrote read those texts aloud where i pretended they were from the other people i think that would have translated in a different way and maybe come off more friendly and like that warmth and like the internet like takes like flattens things a lot and makes things colder and like a lot of like the friendliness of like what i was trying which i really did not mean to be hurtful even though i do see now reading back i'm like i could see how that could be like yeah i could see that but um is like taken away and flattened whereas like on stage um yeah i'll say that like a lot of my jokes i don't think people get mad at me about per se but like yeah i think people um will shut down just the idea of the topic. Oh, I, I feel like I think of... Also, sorry, really quickly what I wanted to say is I would prefer your your husband collect historical, historic rifles than like the newfangled ones. Because yeah. at least like you can't... like you can't, you can't shoot them quick. You can't shoot like shoot up like a whole event without like you, you'd have to be like, all right, everybody stand <laughs> still. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta like get, get this next round in. And the, the thing is, it's like... I. I mean, I compare it to like when, like, just anybody who's who's never experienced a certain kind of culture before, because it's like he's ex-military in the UK, and you can't own guns in the UK, like you're not allowed to. And mm-hmm. so I think he came here, and he's like, I can walk into a store and see this thing and buy it, and it's at my house the next day. And it's like, yeah, I mean, all the guns that he has, he accumulated within his first year in America. And I was just st- like standing there in my one bedroom apartment, like. I'm I'm going to kick you out. Like I need this closet for my clothes. Oh. Like we cannot have all these guns. And the th- the thing is, it's like I before I met him, I was terrified of guns and I hated them. And mm-hmm. I like I still think that we are wilding out way too much in this country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's like I'm glad that at least I know how to use one if I needed to. Mm. I hope I never have to. Interesting. But it's like. I can't even think of a scenario in which I would need to use one, though. Really, I like if we had to go back out and hunt again because there was no right. food. You know, th- I could probably get some food. To me, in my head, like the idea 
I think Americans have a toxic idea of like self-defense that's been built up to them by like the movies and like right-wing propaganda that like if somebody came in with a machine gun at their work, they'd be the one who and they got it out and they'd Indiana Jones and like bang yeah, that's and they, not gonna... they could like take out a whole terrorist group and like the truth is that having a gun in your house is way is way more dangerous for you than than like any oh, scenario absolutely. that you could protect yourself in the rate of suicide of domestic violence of like of murder that like is increased when somebody has a gun in their household it's it it's way way beyond the like potential benefits that you could have from self defense and also firearms are the leading cause of like I'm sorry to, to of, yeah. I, I'm actually going to come around and say something um, a little more neutral towards guns in a second, but are the leading cause of, of death for infants of infant mortality in I the U.S., it. which is like, I, I remember somebody on Facebook was like, actually, no, that's male violence is I'm like. I'm like, don't say just no, that's that's not the truth. Don't say no, it's not the leading cause because I'm showing you this chart. It is the leading cause. It's it like, is, maybe yeah. it's male violence, but a lot of those are also, you know, kids who are playing with guns who aren't like, you know, but um, to me, the thing that I most relate to, like with like gun rights is like hunting yeah. is like my grandpa's a hunter. And I think that like if he's licensed and trained, like I think he should be able to do that. And yeah, it's yeah, like, people are like, well, I need them for defense against like if the U S government ever goes awry. And it's like, you think you could shoot? How many drones do you think you, you think could, you shoot, could down? shoot? Like, yeah, like, like you're psycho. If you think you could defend against the U S military or, or even your local police. Cause they, they'd whoop your ass. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, um, honestly, like all, all the love and respect to Tom, he's just a fucking nerd. Cause they're, they're, mm -hmm. they're too big and too clunky. He he maybe goes and shoots them once a year, yeah. if that. He yeah. just he literally just got them for the historical significance of if you let him, he will talk to you exactly which battle this right, was Houston right. and oh this part uh, had to be chiseled off because right. the soldier who held this was actually left handed and I'm just like I I, I think I'm gonna have like a hernia in my brain <laughs> like I can't I'm like I just yeah I I think it's 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 more that than oh god you can't like because he, yeah, he yeah, doesn't have yeah. that energy because he's not from here right right yeah that's that's a very american yes, energy it's a very american like energy. a very like like when i grew up in like rural america like that's very much like that that's the energy over there of like i'm scared of what i think is because they, they, they they're so used to their experience in their in their rural area that they are allowed to be like not allowed to it's like easy to spoon feed them this idea of everything that's other than what they have is is wanting to come yes. and take their Kmart it's yes. like we are totally 100% not do true. not care like right. literally us as city dwellers could give a fuck about taking your Kmart well, like and it's insane to me that you bring someone so often you you talk to someone about like coming to Chicago or you bring someone to Chicago from out of like the city and it's like <laughs> And people are scared to be here. And it's like... And you're like, oh, honey, no. <laughs> I also could talk for, like, hours about how, to me, like... Crime is such, like, a, a political, like, driver. Like, yeah. people, people are really driven by, like, crime and, like, law and order and, like, those kind of messages and politics. And I think that in general like obviously crime is a problem and we, you know, we, we need to, like, you know, people need to have consequences for these things. But, like... I think that, like, the idea that, like, like, um, I think people should realize that, like, healthcare, like, one of these things involve crime, like, healthcare and, like, like, tax structures and, like, and, like, civil rights and, like, these things, these things, one, prevent crime because by creating, like, these communities and, like, creating shelter for people, like, there's people not people in scarcity who literally have to commit crime to have means by which to live. Right. And two, it's, like, um, it's like crime is even even if crime is not that big of a deal. <laughs> like statistically, yeah, I know that sounds insane, <laughs> like, and I know that everyone's been, like like there are different you know, but like th the truth is you're more likely to be in a car wreck than you are to be like in like like a situation where you're getting mugged. You know, I, I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It definitely like, it does, does happen. happen. We all know people in Chicago who've gotten mugged, but like, but like, I mean, I will say, especially with my driving, like, yeah, the car wreck is more likely to take me out. <laughs> I'm going to take myself out with my own driving. But I mean, yeah, I, to be fair though, like it's, it, it, it's a rural mindset, not just to 
America, though. I'd say, like, because Tom grew up in it's rural everywhere. UK, and yes. he comes here, and he, when he first came here, he was very afraid of, like, crime and, like, had the citizen app and was, like, would, like, spiral out of control with it. And I was just like, Tom, it's, it's fine. Like, if that happens, like, of course that will be terrible and yes. I don't want that to happen but like in general but there isn't so much you can do to prevent it yeah it's like, so, it's, you can you can only do like so much yeah for it's yourself. so random like and I feel like course, crime in Chicago is random mm -hmm. or like it, and I know that this is, I feel like I'm like oversimplifying this but I feel like crime is either like super random or it's like I have beef with you and I'm gonna fucking murder you and you're like my family member or my wife or you know what I mean like yeah those are the two crimes that happened. So it's, it's like either, you know, you could either not live your life and be afraid of like the random thing happening, which probably won't even happen, but might. Or I don't know, like it's hard because you never really know a person, but just like avoid dating murderers. <laughs> like I don't. Well, it's not like I, I think about like if you're like, I think that the vast majority of people who are affected by crime are people who are like because of like economic means because of their environment because of where they grew up like are already like in a lower innately like scenario, uh, involved yeah. in like crime and are surrounded by it and like mm -hmm. those are the people who like are like getting shot like overall or like getting like in those situations of like and that's terrible but it's like you as like a white tourist like i mean i'd say that don't like <laughs> like there's i wouldn't say it's impossible that you're gonna get pickpocketed but i i think that there's a pretty low chance you're gonna suffer yeah. gun violence if you're just visiting chicago for like a week you yeah know? um <laughs> and i think that it's like i mean yeah like obviously there's also like there's there's hate crime there's like Were police officers killing people mm -hmm. wrongfully like i'm not saying all those things aren't happening but i we're talking the same like white suburban family coming to Chicago for a weekend and thinking, oh, we're going to get, like, no, yeah. you're not. Like, yeah. shut the fuck up. No, you're, like, maybe somebody will, like, scam you. Yeah. But honestly, like, good for that. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm, I'm just joking. But no, I feel like I could, I could see maybe, like, you getting scammed, but, like, just don't fall for scams. I mean, you can literally Google scams in city and figure out the scams in a city before you go there like mm -hmm. i know in new orleans there's a scam where they like ask you um like like what shoes you're wearing mm -hmm. and i think it's like i think it's like if i can guess what like what shoes you're wearing um you have to give me money and then you're like, okay, like I don't think that they could guess or something like that. And then they like they end up being like, oh, on your feet, give me forty dollars. And then they'll like follow you around until I'm messing up the exact like nuance I was say, of I'm, it. I can't understand. It's something where it's like it's something with shoes, and they ask you a question, and you think it's a pretty straightforward thing that they wouldn't be able to get. And then they're like, on your feet, give you're me like, your. You like. So a scammer comes up to you, New Orleans, and, and, and they go, they go, okay, if you can hop three feet on your left foot, if, and if it's on a Saturday, you have to give me three nickels. But if it's a Tuesday, when you, and you were born on a Tuesday, and you're a Virgo, you know? No, it's but it's like, like I'm, I'm, for, like, I'm, I want to Google this now because I'm messing it up, but it's like, I remember before I went to New Orleans the first time. Because it was my friend's bachelorette party, and she has family down there. And she was telling me, if anybody asks you about your shoes, just keep walking. And I was like, that's so fucking random. Why? Mm -hmm. And I Googled it, and it's like a thing specific to New Orleans. Or it was at the time, in like 2019 when I went. But I think I went this summer, and they were still doing it. And it's not like this. Is the, it's just like people who are impoverished and need money yeah, yeah. have come up with this this fun way to get to especially like if you go up to a drunk person they're gonna be like oh yeah i got this and then yeah now you owe this guy 40 bucks and he's following you down the street until you give it to him because you're you're good for it you're yeah. fucking on vacation in new orleans mm -hmm. you can afford it you right, know right but um kind of the right oh you know who i'm seeing this summer with my mom who pink oh i love that actually i love pink i love pink too you forget oh. about her you forget about pink I, um, I feel like that that's the kind of emo kid I was. Like, never win first place. Don't oh. support the team. Can't take... Like, she's like... She's pop emo. She's yeah, like she emo in a way emo. that's like... You you still have Barbies and you're still wearing like Juicy Couture tracksuit. But like, you don't like yourself a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I've... 
I did this. I was doing this, but on the stage for a second. I might bring it back. Where like, yeah. where like, Pink has this habit of like. <laughs> I love Pink, but like for the last ten years, every song she's been releasing has been like, "Yeah, we're all clowns, but it's okay. <laughs> we're in this tiny clown car together." <laughs> and it's also I'm... like women should be business women, not uh, not married. You know, like just every little... single song is that. that. I think that's part of why I love her, though. Every single song is like. I don't want to be a dumb bitch, yes. and I don't want to have to conform to your shit. Yeah. We're all getting tattoos, but just one. <laughs> <laughs> just one. Yeah, it is. It is. But just one. That's so funny. <laughs> Even though I think I, she she also is um under an underrated talent. Oh, she's so good. Also, the she's fact got that a all- gorgeous voice. Also, I was gonna say gorgeous voice, but also like if you watch footage from her concerts, she's doing like fucking acrobatics she's and doing still hitting all and those notes. Live. And then too, like she has like um she's got like great stage presence. Like she's a oh very charismatic performer. I'm stoked to see Pink and Pink and Madonna. When honestly, like one of my favorite celebrity tea moments was uh pink was mad as hell when they were doing Lady Marmalade mm-hmm. because they gave Christina all those like high run parts and Pink was like Bitch, I can sing that too. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Well, Christina's Christina." So, okay. Speaking of which, do you know that like the, you know the, you know the Madonna, um, Christina Britney performance where the, yeah. where Britney and Madonna kiss, and also we forget about this as a culture, but Christina and Madonna kiss. Yes. Do you know that wasn't supposed to be Christina Aguilera? No. Who is this? Supposed do you to know be? who? I want you to guess, but you're probably not going to. Pink. No, it wasn't pink. I, that, that Don't tell me, like, Christina Applegate. No, no, no. Who it's a, it's, it's another. It's an. It's another like pop star of that time. Yes, Ashanti. You, it. She doesn't like. It, you. I can see where she fits in the same box as Christina Aguilera, but like Nelly Furtado? You would not think of her as like a singer, really. So she's more of a rapper. Not a rapper. Not a rapper either. But like a dancer and like even a movie star. <laughs> Paris Hilton. No. 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 Hold on. Don't she did tell the me. Super Bowl. She did the Super Bowl with Jennifer Lopez? Yeah, it was supposed to be J-Lo. It was supposed to be J-Lo? Did J-Lo say J-No? J-Lo said J-No. J-Lo said J-No. Apparently she was filming a movie or something. Okay, so Um, she... But like... That would have been... That would have been a whole other thing. Also... I think this is the second time I've brought J-Lo up on this podcast, this too, by the <laughs> It's a week ago. Not a week ago. The last time we recorded, but it'll feel like a week ago when people are listening. J- J-Lo. J- which we record these truly 10 years from each, from other, each other. So I'm like, yeah. I have no idea what I talked about last yeah, podcast. I, I don't could know be saying the exact same thing. But um, J-Lo, um, I heard this rumor that like Ben Affleck will like tip like hundreds of dollars. And then J-Lo will go back and take the tip and like replace it with like a $5 tip. What a bitch. I know. That I hope really that's not took true. me over the edge a little bit. Uh, I really hope that's not true because that pisses me off. I know. That that's would be so fucking garbage. That's brutal. No, that's the most garbage thing. Because, I mean, you know, she has a ton of money. I mean, honestly, nothing that either of us could ever do would be that evil. Like, I think we can forgive ourselves what, for all our you're wrongs. You're so right. You're so right. I also, like, J-Lo and, like, Madonna too is pretty evil, even though we're going to see yeah. it and I kind of live for Madonna. But Madonna's but more upfront about it. It's evil in a fun it. way. It's evil well, in a fun way. Have, have you seen Truth or Dare? No, I've not. The documentary? No, I've not seen Truth okay, or Dare. Okay, Truth or Dare. She is a bitch, that whole, that whole... I can't wait to watch she's it. She's really like, she is charismatic, magnetic, but she's also like, so mean. <laughs> but I feel like it's like, I know that I know it's so fucked up of me to say, but like, she's of a time where... You were a diva bitch. Like yeah. you were like when you were pop like Mariah Carey's of that time too. Yeah. Mariah Carey, Madonna, like the, Whit- Whitney, Whitney could have been a bitch if she wanted Whit- to be a no, bitch. No, Whitney like, Houston was for sure a mean person. I mean, I love her. She's incredibly talented. Whitney, yeah. But like back then, like it wasn't she like was social very media. Lost too. I feel like yeah. Whitney Whitney I give a little bit more benefit of the doubt because Whitney had like she was going through like Whitney gets the benefit of the doubt for me. But I do think like Mariah and Madonna are for sure like they have mean energy and I think that's like that's why we love. Like they serve cunt and we love that about them. But like I think you you're allowed also, to do that. Well, I don't think I, I think the difference between like Mar- Mariah, Whitney and Madonna, who all I think are primarily maybe mean. <laughs> but like and J Lo, who I think is J Lo in her interviews is always like 
oh, like, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's they, trying to serve Drew Barrymore, but under the surface, right, is, right, right. But I mean. think when you see Madonna in her inter- interview, I really feel like for the most part, you're getting who Madonna is off stage. And yeah. like, I think Whitney Houston comes off like, like tough and like, like she's not taking bullshit. And I think that that's who she was. Yeah. You know, and, um, I, I will say though that like, sometimes I think I'm like, I sometimes think people value um, authenticity over like, it's interesting because people are like, I'd prefer someone be up front about stabbing me in the back and like kill my kids than somebody who like says that I'm a, like says that I, I'm fat in private. I'm like, hmm. Like you, we have to think about the consequence. I'm, that was an exaggerated yes. example, but sometimes people are like, I'd rather somebody be like, Authentic. Be like terrible to me, like and like literally push me down a flight of stairs, then like be fake to me. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I feel like I guess my thing is I'm just like, if you don't fuck with me, I would rather you keep that energy. Like you don't have to be rude, but like don't pretend to be my friend. That's really how I feel. Like I don't think you have to come up and slap me in the face and push me down a flight of stairs. Totally. Like we can be cordial, we can be polite, but it's like don't try to develop a friendship with me if you're going behind my back and talking shit about me. And I'm the same way. It's like, I I don't try to be, like, I try to be kind to everyone, but it's like, mm-hmm. you can tell if I don't fuck with somebody because I'm not going out of my way to speak to them. And right. it's not because I, like, want them to fall down a flight of stairs. It's just like, we, it's just not a vibe. Like, right. we're just not, we're not connected in that way. So I'm just like, all right, like, you're good. I'm good. Like, I'm just going to, you know, go <laughs> hang out with people who celebrate me and make me feel special and magical and but yeah i mean i will say i i love madonna because of that energy and mariah the same reason and whitney i just feel like like whitney is somebody that i'm like i cannot say a single negative word about her because i just think nobody will ever sing as well as she does again she has the most beautiful voice of all time there's literally no doubt literally i i and she just like I, i i just it makes me so sad like i feel like a lot of people around her like used and abused her and so a lot of her stuff was just like it was toughness because she had to be tough. Yeah, people were taking advantage of her. Yeah. I don't think Madonna and Mariah are the same <laughs> in terms of like I don't think that they, like obviously they have to as right. a pop star you have to protect yourselves. But it was like Whitney literally like had vultures and vipers. I would her. say she for sure, especially herself. like I can't I can't I'd I'd really be curious. I feel like I'd have to learn more about like Madonna, how Mariah like moved about like the music industry, and obviously we don't know so much about like these oh, people their and like how much. Everything. I'm obsessed with with parsing it out and like digging through, but <laughs> yeah, like we, I only know what I know, but like which is a very small part. But Madonna <laughs> is like very much like Madonna was somebody who her her biggest strength was being like strong. You know what I mean? Like yeah. is that she was like like came in there like a bulldozer and said this is what I want this is my creative vision and you know Madonna is definitely like not a musical talent anywhere near the the like the depth of like Whitney or Mariah in terms of like singing you know definitely yeah. but like she's a creative force and she is a powerful woman who's yes. like going to say this is what I want for this album I'm gonna choose my collaborators I'm gonna bring people in I have like a control over my creative vision I mean I feel like Madonna's literally the blueprint like the she pop star is blueprint. the pop star and blueprint. it's like I think with I think with Madonna and with Mariah and even with Whitney all in their own ways like I think we're use we use like this general word of like you know like bossy or mean or whatever I think it's like at that time I think even now still but definitely then like you kind of had to be as a woman in the industry to get what you wanted. I think you had to serve like that energy. Yeah. Well, um, and that's something too that's interesting, fascinating to me about like Ellen DeGeneres is I think, okay, so we know that Ellen DeGeneres, her whole like persona was like a nice person, but she was secretly like mean. Evil. That's and kind we, of what's been yeah. revealed. And, yeah. um, and, but I think that um, what's so interesting to me about that is. Now, is the reason that she was successful was because she was always that way and she's always like, I'm going to like fucking stand up for myself. I'm like, or was it that she became famous and then she got all these like, yes, men and these people do whatever she said and she started becoming like, or was it that like she realized along the way on the way up that she had to be this way and so or the things she like i'm so curious like yeah what is it about like was is it something fundamental about madonna that like her standing up for herself and her being like 
I keep wanting to say battle axe, which I think is a super offensive term. <laughs> I've, I've said, but like, like, like her being like a battle axe, her being like somebody who's like, I'm going to like do, is that something that she had that she learned from being in these environments or is that something innate to her? It, you know I what think, I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I think that, I think that all the women we're talking about, like to have powerful characteristics and qualities, but honestly, it's like, I feel like they're kind of being held under a microscope because they're women. Like, I hate to play that card, but it's like, I think that men in the industry behaving the same way would not be labeled as battle axes or mean or bossy. Like, they would just be men being men. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that that's what's, that's what's so frustrating because it's like a, a woman working really hard to, like, achieve this level of status and success. It's like, I think Ellen had to be kind and lovely and charming to build the platform she's built. But it's like, you can be kind and lovely and charming, you know, 20 hours out of the day, but there might be four hours out of the day where you fucking had it with people. And it's just, I feel like the thing with Ellen is like, I just I wonder think if I after will a say certain point in time she was like, fuck, I can't be this 24 seven all the time. Like I have to have that duality. Sometimes right. I have to, you know, be the other side. Right. I think with Ellen DeGeneres specifically, I think that it is the opposite where I think she's nice maybe like a half an hour a day and then the, the other like 23 and a half she is Yeah, you think she psycho. developed Yeah, you think I, she developed this to get her platform. I I do. I think I think that the and once again we don't know these people. But in Yeah, that's, I mean that's the thing that's hard. from what I've heard and I had heard the rumors that, did you know about the rumors that Ellen DeGeneres was a psychopath before? I know that Kathy Griffin was saying it and I feel like Kathy Griffin everybody was like ignoring, but she was the first person to ever be like Ellen was unkind. I do mm -hmm. think that like I I love the clip. I forget it's the actress from 50 Shades of Grey <gasps> where she's like I Dakota, did invite you to my birthday, Ellen. Not Dakota. What is, is it her Dakota, name? It's Dakota Johnson. It's Dakota Johnson, I think. Is it Dakota Johnson? I think that that's right. right. But yeah, it's her on Ellen, and Ellen's like giving her a hard time about like, oh, well, you just had your birthday. I wasn't invited. And and Dakota's just like, Ellen, yes, you were invited to my birthday. And she, she like yes, stays so were. calm and says it so nice. And she's like, yes, you were. It's like, I didn't even know you liked me. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't even did know you Did you see Dakota yeah. Johnson also did that joke like about Army Hammer? No, I didn't see that. She what like she was at this like awards show or whatever, and she's like she's like I was actually offered the role of the um, Peach in Call Me by Your Name, but I had to turn it down, which I guess is for the best because then I'd just be another woman that Army Hammer was trying to eat. <laughs> I also though you know she's like a she's like a nepo baby, and yes, I think part of part of her like feeling that she's confident enough to do these things and like stand up it's to Ellen Jenner is because she has the connections. Yeah. Well, she, you know, you know, I like if you if you don't like have like that, it like, is what it is, baby. That kind of power, like yeah. I mean, I don't like. I mean, I'm sitting here second guessing if anything I said on this podcast was cruel. In case I ever meet any of these people, I don't think <laughs> anything you well. That's the other thing, though, is like, okay, Sarah Squirm, you know, is on SNL now. Yeah. I know for sure I've heard Sarah Squirm, like, on a podcast or something, trash SNL. <laughs> like, straight up trash <laughs> SNL. And, like, too, like, like I see, like, these, like, people on, like, podcasts or something, like, maybe talk shit about, like, Ariana Grande, and then it's, like, a gay in her music video or something. So it's, like, I'm, like, I think that everyone... I think with these public figures, I don't know if they are able to keep track of everything that's yeah, said about them, so too. Or, too, like, I don't know, like, maybe they are have, like, a different understanding of, like, how people talk about them and stuff. I don't know. But, like, yeah. I think that, like, the best, you know, thing is to just kind of be honest about your opinions and, like... Yeah, we're just speculating here. But, yeah, I mean, basically, it's, like, I, I'm very, like... I want to advocate for all women, especially women in the industry who've been successful. I just feel like it's, like... It is always sometimes I second I find myself questioning, and is she right or is she just a woman, Jamie? <laughs> like you gotta, yeah. I mean, you gotta hold yourself accountable. That's something sometimes. that I really feel like. Um, I feel like the internet specifically, and also I think I think that um, politics has really politics and the internet has really stratified identity and like the feeling that like 
this person is also a woman, is also a gay person, so I have to support them. And I, I think that it's undoubtable that, like, these, like, I, that marginalized identities... Ellen is also a fucking billionaire, and I, I'm yeah. anti-supporting any billionaires because I'm like, well, it's, what are you it's, doing with that money? It's hard because on one hand, it's like, I love all these women. I'm obsessed with them. That's why I bring them up every podcast. Every podcast we keep talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm obsessed with pop stars. I'm obsessed with their careers. I, like, it's a fascinating thing. And also, I think yeah. that it's so interesting to look at, like, culture through the lens <laughs> of, like, pop stars' careers. And, like, I mean, definitely, like, Madonna is, like, like, you can look at her career and, like, through her career you can see where culture is like in so many yeah, yeah. like different like like places like it's insane that madonna released a book where she was like naked and like masturbated and, and having sex like in the early 90s yeah like that's bad bitch that's mentality insane that's, that's psycho cuckoo banana pants i love it though oh it's iconic I, like, I, she's it's iconic no I'm, one no one will ever be yeah no she's on top i'm so excited to go see her like, I, I really am so wait. excited to go It's going to be so good. She has the hit. She has all the hits. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> I feel like I... Yeah, I'm I'm really not sure but what we're going to But whenever I talk about, like... But whenever I talk about a celebrity, I'm like... I'm like... I'm like thinking the same thing. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, are they gonna hear something I said in the podcast? Like, and like, like then I'm gonna almost work with them in a situation. It's like, be like um, because it's like they like slide over the podcast tape. It's Actually. not insane though because it's like we've been on shows with Meg Stalter and now yeah, she was famous, in the Madonna yeah. announcement video. Yes. That like was like where like um so it's like you never know like what could happen. Yeah, what that's could why happen. I, that's why yeah, I feel like I just imagine we we pass all the checks with JLo and Madonna. They're like not a, not a Virgo, not a Scorpio. Well, actually, you're out. I'm out. That gets I, immediately out. I really can't fucking work with JLo. Yeah, was, was Madonna against Virgos too? No, Madonna's against Scorpios. Oh, okay, but I'm I think fine. also honestly, I, I feel like I feel like she's against them. But no nah, wonder I, I have know. a problem with JLo. She was right. She was yeah, right. Uh, it's the Virgo in me. <laughs> but yeah, I could just see like I get to the final round. Like she's like, you're a Leo. I'm a Leo. I love you. She's like, but I found this podcast. Of, this podcast episode from the big finish and she like slides the tape across the table and she's like security take her away and i get <laughs> escorted out like this is where my brain goes because i'm an insane person but it really is have that you seen though oh wait but, i was gonna say i was gonna say it's almost that time where we have to do the song but i want you to say what okay you're i'm gonna, gonna say. say this one thing and then we're gonna do the song <laughs> okay have you seen though like there's like an early, right when j-lo got selena where she goes in and on every single like famous woman and and she like talks major trash about them and it's like it's like Gwyneth Paltrow is not a real actress <laughs> like I'm a real actress I mean I don't like Gwen but lol <laughs> like I queen I know I can't you're all you're better than Gwen she's, okay. like, mm. she's like she's like Jennifer Aniston doesn't do what I do she doesn't know anything about which and um so so like JLo also like you need to be a little understanding, right, girly? Right, Jenny from the block? Like, yeah, you've been around the block, so, like... We're just... We're making art. Yeah. Entertainment, okay? Okay. Love you. Love I, you. I, I'm obsessed with all these women, All too. of them. Love you all like a sister. Um, please Ellen, I'm kind of Ellen, I'm kind of scared of, but... I'm scared of all of them. I'm scared I'm of all of them, and I love them, and I also make fun of them. So that's... Yes. And that's kind of the thing of, like, of like coming back to what we talked about earlier in the podcast is, like... I love the comedians I made that joke about. <laughs> like, I skewered them, and then they're now they're pissed at me. And you know and that's, that's that's the circle of life. It is. Okay. And, and next week we're going to be the ones getting made fun of. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's how it works. That is how the world works, and, and um, we'll see how this song is going to work yeah, in a second. Here. I think so. I'm going to really try back it to get a good chorus. Let's do it. Don't know a single thing I can't throw it 
back like my hairline. <laughs> I'm not afraid of a thing that you say. And you know I've been big, I've been small, I've been everything in between. And you can roast me, roast me, toast me, but you better get some butter too because everything you say, it's not going to affect me. Just kidding. I'm actually <laughs> extremely sensitive and I can dish it, but I can't take it. You can roast me, roast me, because nothing you say will hurt me more than what I'm already thinking. I already played out this scenario in my head, and it was much worse in my head than what you said. I promise you. No one can hurt me worse than I do. No one can hurt me worse than I do. No one can hurt me worse than I do. Except for you, you, roast you me, roast can me. probably roast hurt me, me like that. But roast guess me, what? Me. Even when you do, I'm gonna roast me, bounce roast right me. back. I'm gonna me, cut some me. onions so it roast doesn't me, even look me. like I'm crying because of you. Roast but me, really, me. we don't know what roast is me, producing these teeth. I'm a battle axe, I'm a boss ass bitch. So if you roast me, I'm gonna make the most of it. I'm a battle axe, and I'm, I'm a, a boss ass bitch. bitch. So if you roast, roast me, me, I'm gonna make Make the most of it. So go on, roast me, roast me, roast me. You think you can hurt me? Ha! We will see, baby. Roast me, roast me, roast me. I. You can roast me about singing this song because I don't really feel like I'm nailing it right now. But you know what? We did our best. (laughs) 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 Wow. I think definitely the moment where you said, just kidding, I'm incredibly sensitive. (laughs) That's um, already a trending TikTok sound in my heart because I (laughs) I felt that. To my court. Just uh, trending TikTok in sound in our heart. The only way we're getting trending TikTok sounds <laughs> The right only now. place we're getting trending TikTok sounds is in my heart. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in once again. I have been Jamie Schreiner. I've been Becca Kenny. And we'll catch you at the next one. Yeah, and thank you to our lovely pianist, Becca, as well as our producer engineer extraordinaire, Christine. Christine. And the Lincoln Lodge for hosting us. And we will see you guys soon. That's our big finish. Iconic. Bye. Bye. This is the big finish at Lincoln Lodge. We're about to get it on the show. So come on, everybody, and get the show on the road. Let's get it on the road.